hello, hello, and welcome to the Be Healthy and Thrive podcast. I am your host, Brianna Wilkerson from Made Well. I'm holistic health and life coach and essential oils advocate on a mission to really empower you to be healthy and thrive in all areas of your life. So this podcast is all about that. It's all about seeing you thrive in more than just your physical health, but in your emotional, mental, spiritual, financial, relational, and vocational health. So you'll find solo episodes, interviews, as well as panel episodes, all designed to really encourage you and move you forward in your whole health and life. You'll also find bonus essential oil features really empowering you to know how to use essential oils in your everyday life. So I'm so glad you're here. And be sure to share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and let me know your thoughts. So let's get started. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Be Healthy and Thrive podcast. It is Brianna here, your host, and joining me today on the topic of money management, but specifically how to attain financial freedom, no matter what your salary, is Melanie McTaggart. Thanks so much for being here, Melanie. Thank you for having me. Very excited. Yay, finally here. So just tell me a little bit. um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about yourself, like uh, about your company, what you do, and what you kind of have, what you do with your clients and with Finn Detail? Sure. So I got the idea for this company um, actually almost exactly a year ago. I think it was Saturday was our one-year anniversary. Um, The name of the company is Finn Detail Limited, and I'm a solopreneur, so founder and managing director. Yeah. And then in terms of why I got into business, I saw... um, I fell in love really with QuickBooks Online uh, through a lot of free, amazing, I love that they do free training and got advanced certified. Then, um, or sorry, got normal certified, then I got advanced certified. And that's when I truly discovered the power that that online app has to offer for local businesses and it's not just that QuickBooks Online Intuit made the brave decision to open themselves up to other developers so there's a whole ecosystem of apps that integrate with QuickBooks that are literally changing the face of accounting worlds for small businesses so I wanted to be a part of it and help the Cayman Islands um, get on board with it. So beautiful. I think I just remember when we first met a few months ago, just hearing the way you described it, it just spoke to, to my heart because I think you just have a heart to really see people rewrite their financial story. Well, one to look at where their financial story is and then to rewrite it in a way that, you know, to to actually attain that financial freedom they want. And I think it's so necessary. That's exactly it. I just said your message. (laughs) Um, That's my mission statement. Yeah. So kind of what got you in, I know, you know, we're both from, both from the Cayman Islands where accounting is obviously a really big profession, but kind of tell me a little bit about your story and why you chose to go into accounting. So uh, it wasn't even a choice. I don't feel like I think I was born to be an accountant. Yeah. My mom, she, she's worked in treasury for over 25 years now, I think. And um, she's not an accountant per se, but she's, 
she does, you know, deals with that sort of work in her day-to-day life and loves it. And I am literally the spitting image of my mom. So she saw very on that I kind of analyze things, see things in a if-then framework, just like she does. And uh, that reasoning really um, made accounting the first language that I fell in love with. I mean, I love, don't get me wrong, I could read all day long. I respect the fact that people can do what I can do. I can't, I don't get words in terms of like a gift, but I love numbers. Mm-hmm. So accounting just seemed like the right fit. It was. It, I didn't even like explore other things. I went straight to Ernst and Young because you know on island, kind of unfortunately in a way, we're um, and it's no fault of anyone's. It's the structure that the island is as a financial, you know, uh, kind of hub for supporting the hedge fund industry and whatnot. Um, audit is like the big thing you think of when you're like, well, I have an interest in accounting. You think to become successful in that field on Island, that means I have to be an auditor. So I joined audit at EY, um, learned a ton, really grateful, had a ton of great mentors. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I learned so much there, but quickly learned also that audit wasn't like, like the right fit for me. I just didn't feel the fulfillment because I was missing the um, client contact, I feel like was a big thing for me. I, from day one, I've always been someone that I, you know, I just internally want to help people and I feel like I wasn't doing that I felt like I was just kind of a cog so I said when I found QuickBooks online and realized I can do what I love um and you know I I kind of sat with it for a while and I was like if I could write down a perfect job description for myself you know what I would want to see in the newspaper I did that and I created a company that allowed me to do those things and kind of went against the stereotype of you have to be an auditor and came in. Wow, I love it. I love that one, you knew what you were passionate about and knew that it it's a gift and you still wanted to do it, but you would found the way. You almost crafted your own way of doing it to really help the people. Yeah, and I... And that's also, like, I just want other young Caymanians to know, like, it's not just, you know, you have to be an auditor, you have to be a lawyer. I mean, for some people, that is their calling. But if your calling is something else, but you're passionate about the underlying field, create your own space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so powerful. I love, I love what you do. So tell me a little bit. Um, more about, you know, you kind of titled this, this thing, you know, how to attain financial freedom, no matter what salary. So tell me what, you know, your journey with financial freedom, or even what you kind of mean by that. How can people have financial freedom, no matter what their salary? Sure. So I, I kind of define financial freedom because of the relationship I've had with money growing up. 
And the reason why I have this relationship with, or the relationship with money that I do is from, uh, I wish I could recall the age, but it's from as far back as I can remember. My mom said, Mel, look, a really wise man told me early on in my career that the first thing you do with your paycheck at the end of the month, look at it, calculate a percentage of it and put it away. Go to credit union, go to another bank that you don't, you know, see on your regular online banking, put it somewhere that you don't go to regularly and would be a pain to get to and let it sit there and be there for you when you really want to indulge in something you are passionate about or, you know, have dreams about. And that's what I did. So I, let me think, I, th I think pretty much from the get-go, I started allocating 10% and I took that um, check to credit union because that, that was, my mom had set me up with one of those accounts from the time I think I was born because she started putting a portion of her paycheck into it for me until I got old enough to do it. And, um, yeah, so what that led to was um, what I view as financial freedom, which is the, oh, for before I even go further, the reason why that worked was, and the important part being that you have to make it somewhere inconvenient, is because what's not available, you can't spend. And what's not, what you don't see, you don't miss. So, like... But we as humans, like we all know, are very innovative and creative creatures. So um, I can say as a solopreneur that started off with one client and a very small one at that, um, actually, it's a funny story, but it was a client in New York that knew me from my old hedge fund days. And so that was my beginning with in detail. And it was very, you know, tight to begin with. And I made it work. And I didn't want to take out a loan. And I was like, I need to find a way. And you, you really can find ways to cut money if it's not there. And I, I didn't want any outside financing. I didn't want to dip into my savings at credit union. So I made it work. And I believe all of us can make it work with less than we think we can but I mean that's not ideal obviously you want to be comfortable but I'm just making that point that you get by in creative ways mm -hmm. so um go back going back to my personal story with money uh doing that 10 percent allocation from my employer's paycheck at the end of each month that allowed me to for instance, when, let me give a good emotional moment with my money. <laughs> okay, so I rescued a horse back in October 2015. And when I say rescue, this horse was emaciated, skin and bones when I found him. And now he is, if anything, overweight and happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I went straight, you know, I'm not... I know a lot of people throw around, oh, I don't care about material things, but 
at the end of the day, there's you're I, I'm not a material person, but there's things in life I'm super passionate about, and you need money to do those passionate things you're passionate about. I'm passionate about horses. Um, I have no qualms spending money on my horse because you know it gives me gratification to see him happy with his carrots or whatever it may be I'm buying for him. So in life, you need the money to spend on things that you care about. And with that money, I put a head in credit union for myself for when I wanted to spend it on my passions and dreams. I bought my horse for one. I call it an adoption fee. I set him up down on my grandfather's land at my where my uncle happened to sell his horse. So I moved him in there, but it was like limited facilities. So I added on facilities. Um, <laughs> this is like, sorry, sharing so much horsey details, but I get, I created like a little tax shed and, uh, what else did I do with my money? Um, a little wash bay. So you get the idea. I had that money available and wasn't worried about spending it. And for me, that's financial freedom. So that's, that's in a nutshell how I view financial freedom is the freedom to do, you know, have that money building up in reserve and available for you to spend without worry if on something you're passionate about or on those rainy days. I love that. Getting away from the paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because you're right. And I think, you know, um, we were talking about earlier how just even if someone has, you know, regardless if they have $15,000 or $2,500, you know, mm-hmm. having more, more than the other does not mean necessarily you're financially free because as you put no. in your notes, like some people, when you have more, you tend to want to spend more. And so but it's it like, so funny. Human yeah. nature is yeah. so funny because I've seen it personally and I've seen it in business and it's the same problem. We yeah. as humans are programmed to, to, to eat what's in front of us. We're taught from the age of like what? A month or whatever it is when we start eat, eating. I, I don't know, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Development. <laughs> but you fill, you eat everything on your plate before you go to bed. So that's literally how we've been programmed. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't expect anything different where I, I'm obsessed with neuroscience at the moment. So I'm listening to a book called Brainfluence. And it, it is the most eye-opening book because it, it talks about the, all the neuroscience behind what leads us to do things that we're not even aware or influencing our behavior, but we're pre-programmed to do it. And it's, it's like, oh, God, yeah, I kind of do do that. And this is why. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so tell me a little bit then, like, what do you do with your, with your uh, clients that you work with now? Kind of what, what are some of the things that you worked on? Because you talked about this concept that you and I know well around paying yourself first, taking that profit first. You know, is that the sort of things you work on? And yeah, just tell us what you do. Absolutely. Because that's why I got into business. I was like, I see it personally that it works for me. I could do it with my employer's paycheck. 
I can do it in my business. I got into business and I started, I had my little profit account from the start and I put away that money each month, even though it was a small amount. And yeah, I have paid for some trips to see my sister in Orlando through my profit distribution, which I make quarterly. Uh, what else have I done? Those are the big spends I've made. So I do little splurges and enjoy them because, you know, I got into business. It's a lot of risk. Our businesses, because we take on that risk as shareholders, we should operate it just like we would if we were a shareholder of a you know, big listed company. We would want dividends. So I make my business give me dividends. Hi. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a, a hope. I was like, well, it hurt. It worked personally for me. Let me see if it works for my business. And it's so funny. As I started doing it, I was introduced to this, or not even introduced. I came across, because I'm always reading. Like, And when I started my business, I started just delving into every um, recommended you know, entrepreneurs book list. So one that I hit early on was by Mike McCallowitz called Profit First. And in his book, he literally tells you, he breaks it down in a different way than I had thought about it before. And I mean, it, it makes sense for businesses completely. And I use it now from my business as well as any client that I recommend you know, do financial advisory for. But um, yeah, he was literally preaching about the same thing I've lived my life doing and run my business doing. So I'm like, I need to become this guy's best friend and join his minions because I believe it and it works. And I think what's just so beautiful is um, I love that you're, you kind of give people the space where maybe that wasn't their story their whole life because maybe and not everyone was necessarily fortunate enough to have this concept instilled in them from a young age, right? But I love that you see how you're so passionate about and see how much it's worked in your own life and in your business that you're like, well, I need to help others in this because this is the way to go, paying yourself first. And, and just to give them grace in the journey too and help them see like it's okay if you haven't always done this. There's time now to start, right? And I'm the type of person where when I learn something that, I should have been doing it, but I didn't know about it. I get so freaked out and I'm like, ah, I got to do it, you know, but I think what I love about even the pay it yourself first or profit first, um, um, the concept is just the idea of starting somewhere. Like, you know, if it's 1%, 2%, 5%, 10% of just, you know, just the act itself of doing that is what we need to practice. It proves it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and actually what I do, um, not to go too much into the nitty gritty because I don't want to <laughs> bore people that aren't um, running a business. But basically what I do with my clients is I do what's called a, um, the reason why my company's called Fin Detail is because I kind of word smash the word financial and detail together because I knew that's what I was passionate about. So I, um, the first thing I conduct with a client after my initial meeting with them where they decide whether or not they want to, you know, pursue anything with me, if I'm a good fit for them, uh, I conduct a thing called, or I call a thin story health check, 
And that, like you just alluded to, is kind of alarming for them because they've never viewed, they, they knew that they weren't making a profit. They knew that they weren't paying themselves enough. But it's like, you know, at a very high level, but they didn't know how to get the numbers. You know, they didn't, a lot of people, business owners, they can talk at length about, you know, the story of their company, their, you know, the mission and their employees and whatnot. But when you talk about their financial story with them, they don't really, it's not comfortable. It's something that's done for record keeping, but all they really look at at the end of the day is they log in, check their bank balance, and they make decisions because they aren't accountants. They aren't consultants. They're not built to be passionate about what I am or in other people like me are. So you need, we have coaches for everything nowadays. So my whole mission is why not get a coach that cares about the thing that you kind of are uncomfortable with um, helps you have that uncomfortable health check, which when I run the numbers and show them where they're at in terms of, okay, this is your, your real revenue. What percentage of that over the last 12 months that you've been in existence? So that's the, span of time I do my health check on that either the last 12 months or how long they've been in operation. And then I look at the totals for that span, right? So I start with real revenue, which is the, let's call it the hundred percent. And then I look at how much went to profit in terms of a percentage number, how much went to owner's compensation. And that's what you're paying yourself owner-wise as a salary, and what went to operating expenses. So anything that didn't fall into what was left over, what you paid yourself as compensation falls into operating expenses. So that's things like utilities, uh, employee salaries, you name it, it's everything. That's, That's the number that tends to kind of scare people. And then we look at that percentage and I say, they kind of like almost look like they want to cry. And then I'm like, it's okay. We do, we do this as a starting to show us, you know, how happy or, you know, the, the roadmap of where we started and where we're getting to. And I say, you know, overall, I think this is your, the pie in the sky target allocation. And let's throw, let's give a number to that. So I say, I think you should, be generating 10% profit, allocating 60% to operating expenses, and paying yourself 30% of your real revenue. Is, is that making sense so far? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, cool. So I'm like, that's the end goal. But just to prove my concept to you and to prove it that it works, if it doesn't work, if we're not a good fit, we can end this engagement whenever you want, you know? Mm-hmm. But I say it doesn't start from going from, and I'll tell you, the number in the profit is negative often. The owner's compensation is little to nothing. Like they're paying themselves 
barely anything. And they're spending a ton in operating expenses. Without fail, that is how it's been to date with the health check. Mm-hmm. And then I say, don't don't panic, right? We just need to know where we're starting. And then I say, what would happen if we move this number by 1% per month? And then I show them the dollar amount that would mean and how we that would get us towards that pie in the sky of 10, 30, 60. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's a whole lot easier for them to, you know, they're like, okay, I can do that. And once they do that that month, and have proved to themselves, oh, God, this really works. Actually, I didn't do one. I did, you know, I managed to move two from operating expenses into owner's compensation, and now I got to pay myself a little more. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And, like, it starts with small, but you prove it slowly, and you turn something that you are waiting to happen somewhere down the road, hoping for. A lot of entrepreneurs are like, oh, profit. Well, you know, uh, we'll get to that. Hopefully that's, that's the end goal, but we don't know when that'll happen. But what I aim to do is make, just like my mom made it for me when I was growing up, savings was a habit. Profit should be a habit in your business too. Mm-hmm. And that's my take on it. Love it. Um, so then what, you know, uh, I think people kind of definitely get an idea of what you do. So where, if people wanted to kind of just learn more about you, get in touch with you, how would they best do that? Is it through social media, through email, where where are you hanging out? (laughs) Okay. So I will be completely brutally honest. The, (laughs) I have never been great with Facebook, but I am making that my November mission to Mm -hmm. get better. And I have someone that graciously helps me a lot so I now have I I from day one I was like yay so um Squarespace everyone you know that's the one I got I heard about for building a website and I had fun with that because I'm kind of artsy as well uh I, I always said like if I didn't do numbers I'd find a way to do art but I went online created my website um I think I created my Facebook page pretty early on as well, but I never put much into it because I wasn't aware of the functionality, but I'm getting there and that's going to start rolling out a whole lot more starting November. Mm -hmm. It's all in my diary. (laughs) And yeah, so you can go to get the very, you know, clear story. Uh, You can go to my website or you can go to hopefully Facebook will start to look a lot different soon, <laughs> but it's active. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and I'm also on LinkedIn and Instagram. So okay. in detail all the way, you can find it in any of those things. Awesome. And then so just to wrap up, maybe tell us a little bit about your awesome giveaway that you are going to work on giving to people in this in these upcoming months. Sure. So I owe this little giveaway to you (laughs) because over our little coffee conversation I was like bouncing around the idea that I've been bouncing around in my own head for a while 
um, I, I love, love, love working with small businesses, but I also realize that there's what seems to be kind of like a vacuum out there for personal financial planning that's accessible, like, and I don't want to say cheap, but cheap, you know what I mean? When I think financial planning, I think, oh God, I need to be uh, a high net worth individual that can afford to hire someone to coach me at the bank. And, and it sounds like a terrible process. What I want to make it is a fun, easygoing process, kind of like we meet up at a coffee shop and it's a, or wherever you're most comfortable. I just like coffee. So I threw that out there. Um, and yeah, I just, I think that this method, as I've been trying to kind of drive home from the start, it works because that's the way, you know, it's human nature. If, if it works personally, it works in businesses, and I want to help others like myself and other, you know, people that can't afford to bring on a big time financial planner to, you know, start putting away money so they can spend on those dreams and on those rainy days that sadly come our ways all the time, uh, or not all the time, hopefully, but, you know, that they, they're going to come. <laughs> they always, you know, find their way in there. So, so, yeah, I just want to help people find financial freedom. So what I'm offering for anyone <laughs> that listened to this uh, podcast, if they mention it uh, to me when they email me or call me or Facebook message me, however you want to reach out, I'm there. Uh, just mention that you listen to us and I'll treat you to coffee and you can see if, you know, I'm a right fit for you as a personal financial coach. and. See if you want to start getting financial freedom. Love it. Thank you so much. I'm excited for that. You know, you know, I'll be looking for that. Um, awesome. Well, thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. And I'll definitely be sure to link everything you mentioned when I, um, when we publish this. And I just think you have such a beautiful heart and beautiful gift. And I know people listening, whether pers like whether it's personal finances or even business finances can be really blessed by your work. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Well, um, thank you everyone for listening. Yes. Be sure to check the corresponding notes and blog that go with this to get all of the links and stay tuned for our next episode, which will be around um, kind of money multiplication. So thank you everyone. And thank you, Melanie. No problem. My pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Be Healthy and Thrive podcast. And I hope you are leaving feeling equipped, encouraged, and empowered to truly be healthy and thrive in your whole health and life. So share this podcast with others, subscribe, and let me know how it impacted you. And of course, be sure to check out the corresponding blog post that has all the links to the free goodies that were mentioned during the episode. That's it for me for now, but I will see you soon on the next episode. Bye.